Hey, Port City, I wanted to take a moment and just to thank you for participating with us in the Summer Podcast series. I hope that it has been as helpful to you as it has to me in sort of really treating the summer like a Sabbath and spending the time aligning myself and understanding what it means to trust in God's provision um, as we experience Sabbath together. We've worked really hard to make sure that you hear from a variety of voices um, as you've experienced each episode um, on each day. And today you're going to hear uh, from Tony. And Tony was largely the one who contributed all the content and the writing behind the voices that you heard. And I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge his hard work, his heart and his energy and effort that he put in and vision to making this happen, and certainly the writing that he did to produce the content. So thank you, Tony. And now we'll dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Port City Community Church Podcast. You're listening to our weekday summer series where we are exploring what it would look like to treat the summer as a Sabbath. Sabbath is a time set apart to experience rest as we deliberately stop working and trust in God's provision. To help us find new rhythms of Sabbath rest, we are reading together in the Psalms. Happy Wednesday. Our time together this week has us in Psalm 71, contemplating the words of an aging writer in trouble. His enemies look to capitalize on his fragile condition. While reflecting on a lifetime of faithful devotion, the author declares his continued trust in God. He asks God to save him again, not so he can enjoy retirement, bask in his glory days, kick up his feet and live the good life, but to do something unexpected, share his faith with the next generation. It is this point that we want to consider today. But before we begin, I want to provide space for you to pause and consider your contribution to those that come after you. Then, take a moment to pray and ask God for a heart inclined to care for the next generation. God, may our lives proclaim to the world around us our trust in you. When others encounter us, it is our hope and prayer that they would see a visible expression of your love, that they would sense that there's something different about us, and that difference is the freedom you provide. Help us to steward our influence well, to leave a legacy of radical love, humble service, and faithful obedience. Amen. As we turn our attention to verses 9 through 18 of Psalm 71, we see praise break out amid problems. The writer recognizes that although his resilience might be waning in his old age, God's strength remains the same. Knowing the faithfulness of God at a young age enabled him to trust and hope for continued protection. He viewed his circumstances not through what happened to him, but what it would proclaim about God's power and provision to the next generation. I invite you to listen or follow along in your Bible as we read today's passage together. As we do, pay close attention to the different expressions the author utilizes to describe talking about God's greatness. Psalm 71, 9-18 says this, Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say, God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Do not be far from me, God. Come quickly. God to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long. 
though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, Sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all those who are to come. Take a moment to reflect on what we just read quietly. What concern should we as a church have for those that come after us? My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. Being a devotional writer, this aside at the end of verse 15 always makes me chuckle. Trying to capture with words the totality of God's goodness felt like an impossible task to the writer of Psalm 71. Other translations say he was overwhelmed when he considered how much God had done for him, that it was impossible to know its full measure. He couldn't sum them up. My favorite is the New Living Translation. After pondering God's faithfulness, he simply says, I'm not skilled with words. I feel that statement in the depths of my soul. Whether we realize it or not, we're all writers because God is crafting a story through the telling of our lives. We might not know how many chapters we'll get, the characters that will cross our paths, the settings we will find ourselves in, or the conflict we'll face, but we do have control in dictating its theme and tone. So what are you going to do with your pages? Will you rise to the challenge and fill it with chapters of faith, trust, and courage? Or will you falter from the pressure and never put pen to paper? Who will be the main character in your story? Will everything center on you, your wants, your needs, and your desires? Will you make much of yourself? Or will you write stories that make much of God? How will you allow God to weave His way through the tale you tell? As people read your story, will they notice his presence in your life? Will they be awoken to his greatness and worth? Take a moment and consider. The story left by your walk with God defines your legacy. How do you feel knowing that the next generation will gain a perception of God through the story you're telling with your life? Let's read today's passage slowly one more time. Psalm 71, 9 through 18 says this, Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly, God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Throughout the Bible, God invited his people to do what the author of Psalm 71 had made a habit, recalling God's goodness and faithfulness. For example, God urged Joshua to stack 12 stones from the Jordan River as a monument, 
instructed the Israelites to celebrate Passover to remember their freedom from slavery. And later in the New Testament, Jesus asked his disciples to partake of bread and wine to remember his sacrifice. These acts of remembrance bring us comfort, instill fearlessness, and encourage faith. But the spiritual discipline of recalling the greatness of God is not just for us. It's also for others, especially those that come after us. In Deuteronomy 6, God tells his people to impress his commandments on the next generation. Write them on the door frames and gates of their houses and talk about God's faithfulness as they go about their everyday lives. This isn't an obligation reserved for parents. Instead, there's a generational expression of God's work. We are all members of the family of God. Therefore, there's a generational responsibility. We all have a part to play in preparing the church for the next generation and preparing the next generation for the church. Ensuring the future begins by empowering a generation. So as we begin to wrap up our time together, we want to provide you some space to respond to what we read and maybe to what God is trying to say to you through Psalm 71. First, take a moment to process this question. How are we called to steward the message of Christ for those yet to come? Another question to consider is this. What steps are you taking to make sure the next generation knows the love, grace, and forgiveness of Christ? What are you doing to invest in the next generation? Now take a moment to pray for what God places on your heart during this time. And then I'll come back and share a prayer for all of us. Father God, may I spend my days expressing your goodness. Allow my life to serve as a testimony to your faithfulness because you have empowered me to live and walk in freedom. May I empower others to do the same by pointing them to you. Help me to feel the weight of the future and the responsibility I play in stewarding it for those that come after me. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Feeling the weight of the future can be overwhelming, but it's lessened when we remember that we steward it well by just showing up in the everyday moments given to us with humility, love, and faith. Join us tomorrow as we continue our exploration of Psalm 71 and learn how we worship a God of restoration. Until then, blessings. Thank you.